Welcome to Quanta Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. The nucleus of a cell has something in common with a cardboard box full of kittens. People get so fascinated by the contents that they overlook the container. The nucleus itself is often treated as no more than a featureless bag holding vitally dynamic genetic material. But it has specialized parts and an internal architecture of its own. And scientists have long speculated that precisely how the DNA positions itself with respect to those parts might matter a lot. Now, a team of researchers is finding credible evidence that this is true and possibly an important influence on gene expression. Researchers into gene expression have been using a new technique based on the genome editing tool CRISPR. They artificially pinned parts of a cell's DNA to different regions in the nucleus and observed what happened. Their work was published last fall in the peer-reviewed scientific journal Cell, and what they found has begun to yield intriguing insights into how various nuclear neighborhoods may relate to gene expression. We have six feet of DNA intricately bundled within a single human cell's tiny nucleus. It can look as chaotic as a ball of spaghetti or a tangle of thread, but how that DNA gets situated in 3D space is critical and not at all random. The degree of packing and folding enables genes to be accessible in the right place at the right time. That allows a cell's machinery to find and decode them, dial up or down their activity, and keep everything working as it should. These rearrangements also put specific parts of the genome near or far from landmarks within the nucleus. There's been some evidence that the positioning of DNA at these nuclear locations may not be coincidental. Silent genes are tightly wound and tend to be located toward the periphery of the nucleus, Open, active DNA makes its home toward the interior. Or in the words of Stanford bioengineer Stanley Chi, It's kind of like you have a ball. Active genes are at the center of this ball, but silent genes go to the surface of this ball. During development, cells differentiate, and the DNA reorganizes itself. As some genes shift from a repressed state to an active one, they've also been found to move away from the periphery. That said, some other gene regions usually found near the periphery aren't there all the time. And when they do move, they still show the same levels of activity. Biologists have debated how DNA's condensed structure and expression relate to its nuclear location. Chi wonders, is it cause rather than effect? The question still remains, which is, is that spatial organization cause this gene activity, or it's merely correlation. Inactive genes with a certain profile might get drawn to the periphery, but it could also be that the periphery itself is responsible for silencing them. Those considerations get even more complicated toward the center of the nucleus. It's made up of many different domains defined by a variety of nuclear bodies. Those include the nucleolus, which assembles ribosomes for protein production, and cahal bodies, which help to splice RNA. Their functions have also been difficult to tease apart. Once again, correlations are all over the place, but pinning down causality is a different story. 
For the past four years, Chi and his colleagues have been working on paving a way for scientists to start answering those questions. They turned to CRISPR, a system that's been widely used to edit genes, regulate transcription, and take images of cellular processes. Now they've innovated a way to harness it for spatial control over the genome. Chi says they've dubbed the process CRISPR-Go. The GO stands for Genome Organization. People knew CRISPR technology is powerful for genome engineering, but people don't know if it can be used for large-scale, long-distance genome control, which is beyond everything happening on the nanometer scale. Can we do something on the micrometer scale, which is a thousand times bigger than a nanometer scale? We show technologically it can work. That is like a brought further expansion to this CRISPR technology, which started five years ago and still not slowing down. The method works a bit like this. You place a strip of something like molecular Velcro on the genes you want to move. Then you put another strip of Velcro on the nuclear body you want to move the genes to. As the DNA passes by, the two pieces of Velcro end up sticking together. Scientists use the molecular complex, CRISPR-Cas9, to target a specific DNA sequence. Part of a protein is attached to the complex, and a second part is attached to a chosen structure within the nucleus. As the DNA goes about its business, moving and shifting as usual, the researchers add an inducer molecule. That links to both protein fragments, binding them and tethering the DNA to the new location. Removing the inducer frees the DNA to move away again. Previously, researchers used another technique to try to do this, but they had to engineer a special cell line to integrate a long, highly repetitive bacterial or synthetic sequence next to the gene they wanted to look at. The system was hard to use and limited in scope, and the invasive nature of the method meant the experiment itself could affect the results. Their studies yielded inconsistent findings. Some concluded that recruiting DNA to the nuclear periphery led to gene silencing. Others saw no such effect. So researchers struggled to interpret the findings. But CRISPR-Go doesn't require scientists to modify the genome. It can precisely target any region of DNA in a gentler way. David Spector is a molecular biologist at Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory in New York. He wasn't involved in this work, but is familiar with it. You know, it's an elegant system. In essence, it provides a toolbox that one could use to address a wide variety of questions. You know, I'm actually looking forward to seeing five years from now, what are the really amazing findings that have come out of utilizing this approach? With CRISPR-Go, scientists like Stanley Chi now can explore what nuclear bodies are really doing. We can artificially and synthetically control the location of a gene and then measure what comes out from this manipulation. For example, relocating a gene from inside the nucleus to the periphery of the nucleus and see what happen to this gene. That actually helped us answer this question related to causality. Scientists can use the system to look at how nuclear bodies may or may not be influencing the activity of specific genes. Or they can explore what roles the nuclear bodies might be playing in health and disease. Stanley Chi and his team showed how that can work. They first noted that different nuclear bodies exhibit their own dynamics. 
For instance, when they repositioned DNA to the nuclear periphery, it was the DNA that did the moving. The process took nearly a day. But when they relocated sections of the genome to a Cajal body, the Cajal body went to the genome sections within a few minutes. Chi says the findings could reveal information about how long-lasting or transient activation and repression may be in certain parts of the nucleus, and the findings could show how actively DNA interactions are maintained. Chi and his colleagues observed that a spatial relationship seemed to exist for some genes and not others. Previous work had shown that, too. Still, they uncovered some surprising links, including long-range effects. For example, moving some protein-coding genes to a Cajal body suppressed their activity, as well as that of DNA located hundreds of thousands of base pairs away. That's a measurement of molecular biology. Stanley Chi's team also looked at non-coding regions of genes. These are sequences that make up the vast majority of DNA. They regulate the cell or perform other functions. The team focused specifically on telomeres, which are sections of DNA at the tips of chromosomes. Telomeres relate to the lifespan of a cell. Chi's team repositioned the telomeres to the nuclear periphery. It significantly reduced the cell growth. All the cells which had such kind of repositioning seems to halt their growth. It seems that they cannot finish the whole cell cycle and go through the mitosis process. But Chi says moving the telomeres close to the Cajal bodies had the opposite effect, causing cells to grow and divide more rapidly. And that actually implied that telomere location in the nucleus is important for the cells to finish their proper cell cycle. Chi speculates that the Cajal bodies may have had this effect because they've previously been shown to produce an enzyme that helps maintain the length of telomeres. Cajal body in the past has been observed to be a factory for telomerase assembly. So telomerase is an enzyme that important for maintaining the length of the telomeres. Telomere is a highly repetitive region. Longer length leads to better lifespan, and the shorter length leads to shorter lifespan. So telomerase is assembled within Cajal body. We think when we co-localize them together, we're co-localizing a manufacturer plant with the consumer market. So the whole process got more effective in making proper length telomeres. So that is a very intriguing hypothesis. But the researchers still need to root out just why these effects occurred. They'll have to perform further experiments, targeting various genes and nuclear bodies in diverse cell types and testing for effects on genomic stability and other factors. They hope to use their findings to figure out why and how the genome is organized as it is. One scientist says, at the very least, this builds an extra level of control by creating active and inactive areas in the nucleus. The nucleus can then prevent proteins that silence transcription from accidentally turning off a gene that needs to be on. Susan Gasser is a molecular biologist at the Friedrich Miescher Institute for Biomedical Research in Switzerland. She thinks experts will find that location in the nucleus is important for very particular processes, such as DNA repair. But I think that the real problem is it's not all or nothing. It's not as if if a gene is not in a particular position that it won't function. This is just not true. So transcription factors override a lot of positional information. 
The fact is, position isn't dominant for gene expression. It fine-tunes the gene expression. Still, Gasser says CRISPR-Go can be used to test that idea. It can also help investigate the role of nuclear organization in development and disease. Pathologists have been using nuclear morphology as a diagnostic tool for a long time. Chi says altered states and distributions of DNA correlate with cancer and other conditions, along with an increase in the number of certain nuclear bodies. Many cancer cell lines showed elongated telomere lengths, which corresponds to their really fast growth rate and uncontrolled uh, cell cycle behavior. But it's not clear whether that's the result of the disease or its cause. Chi says he and others are now in a position to find out. He says one day the system might be used not just for exploration and basic research, but as a means of treatment as well. By using CRISPR-Go to repositioning genes and within different nuclear compartments and domains will cause effects for tumor growth or tumor death because tumor has a lot of chromosome translocation events right, tumor cell genome. So we would like to see if it's a chromosome translocation causing cancer or they are not a real cause. If they do cause cancer, if then it means if we block this translocation event, we may find another method to slow down either tumor or even eliminate them. Even so, some experts still have reservations. Molecular biologist David Spector says there's certainly some disease connection to many of these nuclear bodies, but... We're not fully there yet in terms of is it the body or is it one of the constituents of the body? Andrew Belmont is a cell biologist at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. He says researchers still need to confirm that their technique accurately reflects natural processes in the cell and not some artificial consequence of the tethering procedure. Whenever you have the tethering system, you have to ask whether you're creating a model to study something that's normal physiological interactions or whether you're inducing something and you're not going to get necessarily a physiological effect. Belmont and his colleagues and a few other groups have developed alternative systems to get around that concern. Those systems involve inserting natural sequences into targeted DNA regions that are already ordinarily associated with one nuclear body or another. Still, he agrees that CRISPR-Go represents a major step forward. Michelle Yoon helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Jordana Sapelowicz's full article, In the Nucleus, Genes' Activity Might Depend on Their Location, on our website, quantamagazine.org. Have you been enjoying the Quantum Magazine podcast? If so, help other people find us easier by heading to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a review. 